0: We are the Young Adult Ministry of Church of the Harvest, located in Olathe, Kansas. Every week, we will explore the challenges, opportunities, and struggles that many young adults face and how faith is practically applied throughout this incredible season. For more information, visit our website or our young adult Instagram. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Harvest Young Adults podcast. We are so excited. My name is Royce and I am joined by my co-host Kristen McAfee as always. Kristen, what is going on?
1: What is going on? I am on my last day of, well, last week we just finished our last week of school. So awesome. So holiday break. It's exciting. A lot of you guys are on winter breaks from college yeah and so um definitely looking forward to the next couple of weeks everyone's
0: like back and you know all things are in full swing christmas is next week it's yeah we're right here hey if you're if you're listening this uh before december 28th uh just a heads up uh we have a uh an event a party at my house Uh, on December 28th. And so you are invited. Um, Hit up the Instagram and uh, just message us on there for address details and all that good stuff. But um, if you're listening to this after the 28th, you missed a killer party. Sorry. Um, But, you know, here we are. We're in this. So um, today we're going to be talking about a couple different things. But before we get into it, we are at the turn of a new decade we are going into the roaring 20s. Like, wow. This is crazy. It's gonna be 2020 next year. What was your favorite part about the decade, Kristen? You didn't know oh, I was wow. gonna hit you with that question. Oh, Ooh. the whole
1: decade.
0: The whole day. De- I mean, it's look. Like
1: that 10 years, 1990? Yeah. Uh, well, hold on. Whoa, what am I saying? 1990. 2010? To, to, to 2020. 2020. I graduated in 2010, actually. So I'm from coming up from high school. Rock and roll. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Mm-hmm. 2010, graduated from high school. So I'm coming up on my 10-year graduating uh, anniversary, anniversary you, or whatever. Do you do
0: like, well, I was almost going to ask if you do class reunions and then I remembered you were homeschooled. But at so. the same
1: time, though, I don't know if MPE, Midwest Parent Educators, does something yeah. um, to bring everyone together. I just haven't been in that loop because I'm going to be you've hitting that mark years, you know, so this year. Happens. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, I guess... I've just really loved all the change. Like I've loved just building my career, um, kind of becoming a teacher and really walking in that. Mm -hmm. Um, Just looking back 10 years ago, I didn't even know what I was going to do in school. You know, I graduated, started college, kind of started doing that whole taking classes thing to figure it out. And so to look back... And to realize that I've been teaching third grade for five years now, it's pretty cool to just to see how the Lord kind of lined all that up, and I love it.
0: Yeah, is it is it kind of weird like that? Your first class are now eighth graders.
1: It is, and like uh, one of my one of about my to go students, to high yeah, one of my students came uh, to my classroom. He visited. Um, I think last week he came in, and he's gotten taller, and his it's voice so cool. is deeper, and it's just like. <laughs> Yeah. I remember third grade. You, so right, right. it's really cool. That's awesome. Visit your teachers; they love <laughs> it. Go
0: back. If if you were a, a like good student, they love it. If you're a me, they're like, please leave again. No, like, but if you're, like good, you if you're good, if you're good
1: now <laughs> and you are bad, then please go back and visit and show them. Look, yeah, when something I, did happen. The last
0: time I went back to Dallas, I actually ran into uh, a high school teacher of mine, and they they were like, well, so what are you up to? And I was like, well, I'm pastoring to church and they were like wait what <laughs> come <laughs> like, again are you the same me? guy it's like, yeah
1: it yeah. was yes
0: it was jesus
1: transformed my let's life go. literally
0: let's go yeah so yeah the decade is 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 coming to a close which is odd to think but i think my favorite uh part of the decade is uh my youngest was born 2013 and so she mm. it, it, That was a really um unique transition for me Uh, becoming a dad of a second child because of the unique nature of where my life was when we had our first daughter. Mm -hmm. And she was born in 2007. And our lives were very, very different. We were 19. Um, You know, didn't have a relationship with Jesus, barely had a relationship with, with each other. And to take that and then fast forward to 2013, I'm bringing my youngest daughter home from the hospital to our home um and it was just this very stark contrast of like life uh the view of life without christ and the view of life with christ and and mm-hmm. how uh much of a transformation that had been in that path in that six years so getting to really reflect on and look back on how far um jesus brought us as a family and me as an individual and my wife and our kids of course um i think that was like probably one of my favorite things
1: yeah, That's definitely cool.
0: Um yeah and then pastoring is fun too. Oh, that's yeah. always. But you know that's ministry is something that we all do all the time. Yeah. Right. So we we're, always represent yeah. Jesus
1: whether we're in the church whether we're outside of yeah. the church it's uh constant.
0: I wish people really understood that that concept more, you know? Like I was talking to somebody the other day and they were like talking about like coworkers that, that use the Lord's name in vain. And like they were like, hey, how do you how do you correct someone who's like using Jesus's name in vain, you know, or, or they use it in a, in a curse word or something like that? And I said, you know, like maybe just try and ask them if they know him and how can you help? Because in my mind, I just think of it like if every time someone said Jesus... If a Christian showed up and said, "How can I help?" Maybe the world would know what Jesus looks like a little bit better. Hmm, yeah. You know what I mean?
1: That's a good. That's a good perspective.
0: So instead of getting mad about it and just trying to be all in people's grill, if we just tried to help them, yeah, you we' know?
1: closing our ears and saying "la la la yeah, la," yeah, you know, hear you. it's like,
0: well, you know, I'm <laughs> but here, <I> can. <laughs> and so how can I represent Jesus to you? Yeah. Um, speaking of representing Jesus, in the end of the year, one of the other things that happens at the end of the year is everyone's well, not everyone's favorite holiday, but most people's favorite holiday, Christmas. Let's it's go! Here. Get the it's got Christmas its own music, yeah. It's got its own food. We gain a lot of weight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so many positives at the oh, end man. of the year.
0: All, all of the, all of the things. Um, so, what is your favorite gift that you've ever given?
1: Um, that's so. That's such a great question for me because. Gifts are my love language. And so, just as much as I love to receive a thoughtful gift, I really love to give gifts a lot. And so, it takes me a while to figure out the perfect gift to give someone. Hey,
0: you guys, you guys don't know this about Kristen, but I'm going to let you in on a little bit of a secret. Kristen is the most thoughtful person that you'll ever meet. So, she takes notes on like everything like these mental cues and she'll pull these weird things out that you said (laughs) like a year ago and turn it into like the most thoughtful gift ever it's insane you guys like I feel like such a terrible person when it comes to like what do I get Kristen as a gift because I'm such a thoughtless person I'm like here's a gift card Appreciate Gift cards you. are really
1: handy. Yeah, so, but they're you totally know, not thoughtful. they they can be, like, depending on 20. where you get them from. They can be really thoughtful. Right. But um I do love gifts a lot. And so I thank you for that compliment. Cause I really do like to make people feel special with the gifts that I give them. And so this past Christmas, I I you know, I just don't know. I mean, I love like thinking of really cool gifts to give my students or like my teacher friends or I don't know. That's a really hard question for me to answer because they're just all thought they're out. They're all super special. So uh, particularly. Um, okay, then what's
0: your favorite gift that you've ever gotten? I'm putting you on blast right now. You're picking sides on this oh, one. Oh, God. Yeah, it's a lot of stress.
1: <laughs> Let's make sure. Who listens to this again? Right. <laughs> um, probably the best gift I've ever gotten... Um. I really love notes yeah you know if someone can write me a really cool note that really just expresses um their feelings about you know a certain thing or just something that i've done or um just reminding me of maybe the impact that i've made on their life or even just thanking me for something like that that really goes a long way like i actually keep those and i um remember those and those are really cool but i just feel like i've taken so long to just answer your simple questions hey, i'm gonna know. i'm gonna put the ball back in your court let's go and ask you what's been the greatest gift that you've given and what's been the greatest gift that you've received
0: so um gift giving is not a specialty of mine in that um i'm very black and white Uh, Because, you know, a lot of times as human beings, I'll take a very long time to answer your simple question, too. Just, you know, for fun. That's fine. (laughs) Welcome to my club. So, uh, (laughs) you know, a lot of times, like, we we will give things the way that we like to receive things. Right? So, like, this happens with love languages, like, a lot. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Where, like, where, you know, someone's love language might be touch. And so the way that they kind of express love is through touch. Well, if you're a person that doesn't, rec- you know, you're not really touch oriented kind of person, mm-hmm. then that that's not going to be as impactful to you as they want it to be. I'm, it's the same way with giving gifts, in my opinion. Um, so I'm very black and white. My wife tells you, will tell you that, and my mom will also tell you that gift shopping for me is atrocious because I'm very particular. I know exactly what I want and I don't want something a little bit different. Like I want what I want. And I don't apologize for it. Like if I want, if I, you know, so I I have to be really explicit in my gift giving, like or receiving, like when I make a gift list. So therefore, because I'm that way, if other people aren't that way, it makes me really confused. I don't want to think about it.
1: Yes. I, you know, I'm going to just piggyback it so you can come back to you, but I'm the same way, especially about particular things. I... It's okay I to will have standards. let you know yeah, what man. I like. It's not even a, a question. It's not like, oh, well, maybe she'll like this. It's like, I will because I told you, right. or I won't because I didn't tell you. Exactly. And I, I make it pretty clear. I'm so.
0: super particular about things, and so you know, I and it, that. you yeah. know, like especially with like clothes or something like that. Like if someone tries to get me something and I didn't ask for it, or if I asked for it and you try to get me something like similar. I hate that. Like
1: <laughs> I asked for this, this for not, a reason.
0: Yeah, not like I, I didn't want something that Was like, I didn't want like a cream colored hoodie, I wanted this cream color hoodie because I know the cut and I know the cloth and right. I know, the, you know that's the, why I linked
1: this picture of this hoodie on my wish list <laughs> so you could see this is the one that I want.
0: So, but that it gives me a little bit of a deficit whenever it comes to giving gifts. So, just to be really practical, right? One of the and this is uh something that I found to just be helpful. So, you know, how in relationships, um, with really any people, but the closer they are, the more true this is, there's always like things that you maybe don't know how to articulate in conversation and therefore they usually go unsaid. So one of the things that I do this with my daughter and my wife is, um, I'll give them a notebook and in the notebook, uh, on the front of it, I'll say, um, it'll say something like four what you don't have words for or something like that. And in the front of the page, I will write, hey, I want to use this notebook to write letters back and forth for things that we might not know how to communicate. In verbal conversation mm-hmm. and whether that's an expression of gratitude or like, you know, me and my wife will write like, you know, love letters back and forth to each other. Just expressing how grateful we are for this or that or whatever, or mm-hmm. whether it's something that's tense, like, hey, like I'm, I'm seeing this and I don't know how to address it. And so I'm writing down my thoughts. I'm concerned about this. Um, that's been very helpful in relationships and it's really cheap you know so yeah <laughs> it's a really practical i found it to be most effective in relationships because it you know there's a lot of times where we think you know really beautiful things about the person that we're pursuing or the person that we're in a relationship with, but it seems so typically odd. Like you don't just write that out in a text message most of the time. Mm -hmm. Like you, you might be inspired one day too. Um, but I think everyone likes to come home, you know, it would make a day better if they came home and, you know, upon Opening their door, there's a notebook with just a letter of, "Hey, yeah. I'm really grateful for these attributes," yeah. um, or, "Hey, there's this conflict and I don't know how to address yeah. it," or, you know, those kinds of things. It's been really helpful with my daughter, too. My, you know, she's twelve, and so there's yeah. all kinds of thoughts. Um, and stuff. It's crazy
1: because <clears throat> I'm literally the same way. Sometimes I don't really know. I love writing and I love receiving notes because of that, because right. you get to actually take the time to really do your best to pinpoint how you feel about something. And, and sometimes I can be really expressive, but other times I could just be kind of yeah. I'm listening, not really much expression, just kind of whatever. And so that's really cool. That's something I'm in a relationship now. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that definitely helps us in our communicating whenever we are, just like you said, um, wanting to talk about something or express something for me, having it in written form, and being able to express it just really means a lot. So yeah,
0: and yeah, and then you know we, uh, you know, so whenever we get done, we just put it. You know, for in my our situation, we have our sides of the bed, and so, you know, if Jenny, my wife, comes home and there's a notebook on her side of the bed, she knows that I've you know, written something to her. And if there's something on my side, then I know that (laughs) she's written something to me. And so we just kind of pass it off, but it's also a really cool keepsake, you know, to kind of go through the years. Um, And so that's something that, that, you know, giving and getting at the same time, you know, kind of a thing. I can't think of like what my favorite, I know what my least favorite gift I've ever received was. Tell me about that. Um, So when I was young, um, goth was like a thing and like there were like bands like like this is like the rise of in the early 90s like this the rise of like Marilyn Manson and white zombie and you know really heavy metal right so I was a pretty odd kid and my sisters were older than me they're four years older than me and they were like really into that so I had a bunch of black shirts and when my when at one point in time my parents just went crazy and they like banned black shirts like banned black in our house no one could wear black wow so they took all of our clothing that was black. They didn't give us additional clothing, which was really kind of <laughs> counterproductive, because <laughs> it was like all oh, my clothes are black. But whatever. Oh, so,
1: this is so good. This is just a side note of what we do spiritually. We take things off. We don't put, put things back, on. Yeah, you know that's well, so good. Well, and a lot of
0: times we'll focus on what not to do, but what, but oh, not what to do. Yes. There's a parable about that. Yeah.
1: Anyways, keep anyway. going because that that was just so good.
0: So so anyway, my mom felt really bad because they realized that this was super heavy handed and weird. So my mom took all of my black shirts that I wore a lot and she cut the graphics off of them and sewed them onto a denim jacket. Now keep in mind, This was not a time where denim jackets were like That actually sounds pretty fresh (laughs) or like anything other than what you would get absolutely made fun of for wearing. And uh, and I felt you know I felt bad because my mom put all this effort all this effort into this this sort of like half-done apology. And when I got it on Christmas morning, I was like. Like I wear my I wear my heart on my sleeve. Like I you you get what you know what you see is what you get. Right, right. And when I like, don't like something, I'm like ooh mm, okay. Well, moving on.
1: <laughs> and we're not gonna wear that. <laughs>
0: like, that's exactly trash can. That's exactly what it was. Like. <laughs> I was like uh I know you spend a lot of time on this. It's hideous. Moving on. You know, and I felt <laughs> I felt bad. But I'm it's glad real. you felt bad because like I have this thing where. I'm going to be honest even if it upsets someone's expectations. Yeah. I'm going to be me. And I feel like so one of the things I want to talk about today is when people are coming in for the holidays, you know, a lot of time you've been at school for you know, another semester or maybe your first semester um or maybe you know, you're you're in your career and you're you're pursuing this season at a kind of a different time frame but you know, everyone's kind of coming in, going out. There's relationships. You're meeting new people. They're evaluating you. You know, at some level, there's an expectation of uh, whether it be behavior or whatever. Or you don't think about those kinds of things at all. Like, and so I want to talk about um, just kind of the the practical, like on the ground. How do we field all of that while also being sensitive to the reality? Of what it is that this season is about, which is about right the, the reality of Emmanuel, God being with us. You know, Jesus, the incarnation, um, coming in human flesh and being born and what that really means. And, and we so bypass that because of the culture and the busyness and the noise and the stress. And there's, but there's this depth that's available mm-hmm. in that so I guess kind of first question is what kind of busies your Christmas season now that you're kind of in your career and you are in a relationship I mean what does that look like for you
1: Christmas is has always been kind of crazy for me because probably since around 2010 you mentioned the decade I've always dog sat for a family um
0: what kind of dogs do they have totally inconsequential to the podcast but I love dogs
1: yeah, and that's great because they're you tall don't know what kind dogs. Of dogs they are. They're just well, tall dogs. You don't <laughs> well, know what kind okay, of dogs okay, they okay. are. From the beginning, they had some golden retrievers, okay. um, but they were older, and then they passed on, and they've replaced them with new dogs. And I think one, they're like they're like mixed, and so okay, cool. No, it's yeah, totally so inconsequential. Sorry. Anyways, um, so, so I've done are... that like every Thanksgiving break because we know teachers have their Thanksgiving break, and every christmas break i've just been there and so it's actually been really nice for me i have that rare rare privilege of kind of having a staycation yeah so getting out of the house getting out of the busyness out of the routine to like this house and i stay overnight so i house it as well i stay overnight and i can just have that peace and quiet in time so instead of rushing home and having to hide my presence because my family is there and i don't want them to see or whatever yeah i can just take them to this empty house with these dogs. And so that's been really nice. And I'm about to transition from doing that. And I'm interested to know like next holiday season, what this might look like for me. But um, I've always prioritized um, just time away, time away from the hecticness, time away from everything, because it can get really stressful. And people... Uh, Respond to the holidays in a lot of different ways. Some people are really stressed out; they're trying to get a lot of stuff done. Some people are not really into it. And so, just being me, I know that gifts are important to me. So, thinking about the gifts I'm going to give, wrapping them, um, you know, meeting family members, like so, like hanging out with my cousins and my grandparents and visiting them, and being with my family. Um, since I'm in a relationship now, hanging out with his family a right. little bit and um we've just been talking about that like okay what's that gonna look like and whatever and thankfully I've already met most of them so I don't and I personally I, I love stuff like that so I don't like really feel the pressure of um like are they gonna like me or are they gonna whatever like we've already gone through that phase and I just knew they were nice people so I didn't <laughs> have anything to worry about um so for me I think my situation's a tiny bit different I love making the holiday special for my students and so you know i decorate the classroom and that's probably the most decorating i'll even do i don't even decorate at my house because my sister does that so i don't even (laughs) have to worry about that we have a live tree it's decorated everything is like live
0: tree my sister recently
1: did the live tree we grew up with fake trees in the house yeah Uh, we had two fake trees a kid tree and then my mom's adult tree that was fancy and then um probably about five years ago my sister decided she wanted to do real tree so all right i'm actually the one who's the scrooge grinch whatever you want to call me i don't want to look for a tree i don't Same. want to go to the places i don't want that but i love looking at it <laughs> so i like the benefits my wife's but i'm not allergic really the to work them in. and so it's oh, a see? super
0: easy move
1: see so that's it's nice easy. yeah so my sister actually tried to make it this a tradition us going as a family to look at, for real trees and i said no <laughs> i'm not doing that i'm so sorry that i'm like 20 5 I'm not going to do this. But anyways, just learning that and kind of just feeling out what's really important to the family and what's not super important. And my sister, that wasn't a huge, huge deal for her. Um, so I didn't feel too bad about it. But anyways, I don't know if that answered your question or not. I'm just kind of all over a little bit all over the place, but in a lot of ways, because I do dog sit, I have like this quiet sanctuary that I can retreat to, and so that really helps me to get my focus back on the Lord. I love Christmas music, so I'm blasting that and just remembering um, this time where we're remembering like the salva- the celebration of Him coming in the manger scene, and everything like that is super cool. So,
0: it, you know, it's super. It is really practical in that I find that a lot of people. Don't pause. Yes. You know, they, they don't take time to pause. And it's so necessary. And I don't think it has to look any one particular way, meaning that some people do really like they, you know, like my best friend, he does devotions every morning. Like he he wakes up and he, he it helps him mentally spiritually and emotionally focus on the lord whenever his his first act of the day is mm-hmm. cup of coffee words open definitely presence driven devotional right focus right not that. just reading my bible but really you know taking the time to soak in god's presence through that i, I know other people um it, it's worship time in their car man like, don't, un- don't underestimate a 20-minute drive.
1: That's right.
0: With, you know, some worship music, you and Jesus, right? You mm-hmm. might need to pull over and have a good cry or something. I mean, like, there's—so some people, like, that's my wife. She, she will do that, like, her time in the car, on the way to work, mm-hmm. on the way home, yeah. you know, just by herself, her in the Lord. Um, but, you know, whatever it is, whatever the pause looks like, that it's so necessary— whether it's day to day, uh, for me, i am be honest, like it's more of like a week to week, like there's parts of my week that like, so like Mondays and Fridays are very significant reflection, devotional um, times, but I also try to pay attention to the Lord in everything that I'm doing. So like you remember in, I think it's in second Thessalonians, maybe first Thessalonians where, you know, the Bible says um, to pray without ceasing. Right. Right. So that's, everyone's like, what? Like, what does that look like? Because we think that prayer is just when we're talking in prayer, but we forget what kind of, I think in a practical way, what prayer is Prayer is communication, so what are what's communication made up of? There's two parts to communication, right? There's mm. talking and, and listening. listening. Mm-hmm. And so the reality of pray without ceasing is understanding that God is always with us. He's with us in every situation. And he's communicating through our relationships through the people around us through the seasons of life that we're in and that that his nearness right brings peace his nearness brings comfort his nearness cuts through the chaos and the stress and the right. and and gives us perspective of like okay yes this is important but this is what's ultimately most important that God is present and that he desires relationship with me so much so that he left heaven and was born in a manger, the son of a carpenter and a teenage girl. And he's God. Yeah. You know that he, he, and then to, to contemplate the life, the ministry the death, the crucifixion, the resurrection, the ascension, mm-hmm. and the second advent. Right. Mm-hmm. So another, you know, some other terminology for uh, Christmas is is called Advent, mm-hmm. and so Advent is is you know the Lord's coming, and then we know that the we have the second advent that Jesus is going to return, right? Mm-hmm. And he's going to re- he's going to return on the clouds, the end of days. Right. So. The, you know, on Judgment Day, however we want to call it, to contemplate, though, His Advent, His coming, and His His return. Yeah. And I think that's something that we don't, you know, spend enough time because we kind of get weird and wonky on thinking about that. But just to contemplate all of that and, like, the grand scheme and the, the large scope of things. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think, um, just kind of maybe uh, in wrapping things up, my... Challenge to you guys and even to myself, um, as we enter into the new year and we enter into Christmas week, which is like literally in a few days, we're gonna be hitting the week of Christmas. Um, just ask the Lord how you can be the peace to the circles that you're in, because He is the Prince of Peace, and that was a gift that He brought. So. Some people don't like Christmas because all the families getting together can be really stressful. You're doing this and this and this. And you might be worried about, well, they like my gift. Will I get what I want? Like all the feelings and emotions that you might feel um, around the holiday season. Traffic is horrible. You can't find parking. Um, The one thing you're going to get for that one person, it's out of stock. And it can raise so many stresses and pressures and expectations and um, stopping kind of stopping the rush and like pastor Royce mentioned and taking the time to really think about the reason of everything and ask the Lord okay how can I actively be your peace in these situations before I go to my family gathering Lord how can I be your peace to the situation how can I be the servant who's the one serving how can I be the one who represents you well and I just really believe and know that in doing that and setting our hearts right we'll experience more of the Lord's presence and the people around us will experience it because of us. Right, And so, um,
0: one thing to, I do want to, yeah, uh, we would sure. be amiss if yeah. we didn't talk uh, about this is that there are, um, those very real and, and very uh, frequent things that are stressors, but, but I also know in just in doing life that the holidays also bring about another, Uh, difficult angle of life in that there's a lot of people that have fond memories of people and situations that are no longer in your life Mm -hmm. for various reasons. And and that can turn into a, a lot of very um, difficult things to really wrestle with, and, and so what we find is there's this this joy of a memory, and therefore that creates this uh, this discontentedness, mm-hmm. uh, specifically when you reflect on this season. And I, I just want you to know if if you're in that space and if you're in that place, um, that that is a that is a real struggle. And just know that you're you're loved, and that mm. the memories that you built with that person that you might miss in this season, um, those are those are things that you can be in someone else's life, yeah. That's and good. and the hope of of that happening in someone else's life. And so I just wanted to to kind of touch on that because I know that a lot of times this season can bring about the the memory of. You know, lost loved ones or people that you really enjoyed that you no longer uh, have life with, maybe a, a relationship that's been disconnected, um, and, and therefore it's it's maybe uh, cause for sadness instead of joy, and you feel like you're you're the only person that's in that place and that you're alone in that place, and just want to let you know you're not alone in that place and and yet you are loved and there are people that need you and need those memories to be built in their life with you and so um so find a place to engage find a place to connect if, if you're in the you know the oletha area um our, our church we do our our best to be friendly and to connect to community. so we would invite you to do that. If, if you're in a, a different area um, of the country, I would encourage you to just find a good, you know, gospel-centered, Jesus-loving church and just, just stick with them. We don't always know what we're doing. Um, and here's what I know. I know that that place needs you just as much as you need it. And God's mm-hmm. sovereignly kind of placed you in that place to align yourself there and to be someone's joy. And so as you kind of contemplate the season, just some things to think about. And um, we love you guys. We will be back in the middle of tw- uh, the uh, January of 2020. So we'll take a couple weeks um, with the holidays upon us. we will a little bit of travel in there, too. So we will uh, be back soon. But we love you guys. Appreciate you. Have a great week.
1: Merry Christmas, Happy New Year.
0: Yeah.